Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Real Horror Show. It is our horror Oscar show called the O'Scares. The O'Scares, like an Irish name. O'Scares. Um, joined by on my right Sarah Cleary, Paul Farron, and Ali Horror. Yay. Have we all got our scare names? We need our scare names yeah. for our guests. Ali knows them, so she can. Okay, okay, okay. Are... So obviously we have Connor McMahon. Connor McMahon, yeah, I remember mine. Good, good, good on yourself. And then we have Doctor Horror, who is Sarah, and then pa- Paul Freak Farron. Frank and Farron. Farron Farrenstein. We do whole podcast just on that. (laughs) Yes, the Oscar for best horror name. Yeah, so our plan for the evening is we have a number of different horror categories and we're going to go through them and announce the winners. So we might as well kick it off with the first, our first category, which is best scene. Yeah, so okay, we'll start off with, you know, some gore, some juice, some horror. So best scene, so the cata- or the nominations, is that what I say? Yeah, yeah, you the read. The nominations <laughs> are um, the opening sequence in Midsummer. So that's when, uh, well, my understanding is when Florence Pugh sees that her sister has killed her parents, which is just her scream still mm. echoes. Um, the perfection, so the maggot scene slash when she gets her hand chopped off. Doctor Sleep, when the creepy lady floats over the planet and dives into girls oh into girls bedrooms and then there's filing cabinets and libraries of memories and shish <laughs> <laughs> I think that's seen. memories and shish <laughs> that's a very busy scene <laughs> looking at it here it's got three lines everyone else got one line um, and then ready or not the end sequence the head exploding scene nice and concise yes yeah. so I mean which is the goriest Oh, oh, head exploding scene. Okay, yeah, and was it good as head exploding it, scenes it go? Was, it was fantastic. I, I, up there with scanners? Uh, definitely oh, up there yeah. with scanners. And yeah. homage almost to scanners in effect. Um, why I love this scene was, it's and again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. You're looking at this text and you bounce around between, is it supernatural? Is it not supernatural? And you get to a point in the film and it's like, oh, okay, we have it now. We got it now. We got it. It's not supernatural. It's grand. And we just have this really kind of uh, poignant scene between her new husband and she said, you know, I can't believe this is happening. And the next thing, pop, 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 pop. And it's all these just little <laughs> mini explosions of heads popping. And the decree, the demonic decree came true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was proper it. gory. Yeah, yeah. It was. I remember watching that scene, and I was like, "Oh, it's normal." And just as my mind was going, "Oh, I think it's all normal," I was going, mm, "I bet it's demonic." <laughs> yeah. And then it went pop, and yeah. lots and lots of gore. I mean, probably my favorite part of that scene, and, and controversially so, is the kid, the kids' heads popping. Yeah, right. it, it, it won't actually show the kids' head popping on screen. Yeah, 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 no. yeah. So they just go out with the room, and you just see three pops with the mother and the two kids, yeah, and it's yeah. great. <laughs> it's majestic. It's, it's it is. How many, how many heads in the end? The entire La Domas family. La Domas family, yeah. It's just. Uh, Domas sounds probably like Domas. <laughs> 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 Spoiler. <laughs> Uh, no, it was it was an incredible scene, and then I haven't actually seen Doctor Sleep. If anyone wants yeah. to talk about that scene, and yeah, I watched who's who's seen Doctor Sleep. Yeah, it's, no, but I'm curious as I see. I do know what happens. By the way, I did kind of spoil mm. it. For yeah, 
Because uh, Ewan McGregor, I'm not into watching Ewan McGregor these days. He's Weirdly, I'm not either, but I, I, I watched this at the weekend, Doctor Sleep, and I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I mean, obviously, it's something about The Shining. It's just mm. like so iconic. Like mm. every time you see a shot from The Shining, you're like, oh my God, like, you yeah. know, it's and I don't think this film has those moments particularly, mm. you know, but um, I thought like I really got into the movie and I thought that, I mean, this scene in particular was really well done. And I liked that they added sort of new. I They sort of expanded that idea of The Shining and how it operates Um but yeah, it's a pretty cool sequence. From what, yeah. what I've seen of it, it's got as much in common with Salem's Lot as it is. I was just yeah. thinking, I was like, the this floating scene, on the window. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this sounds like Salem's Lot. Which... Well, I've, you know, I saw Doctor Sleep, and to be honest with you, oh, I have to say this. This scene did not stand out to me, certainly not as a best scene. But just in, on a kind of a general way, what I loved about Doctor Sleep was it was more like a love letter to The Shining. It was almost like a love letter to all us 80 kids, 80s kids who, you know, grew up watching crap adaptions of King and he just gave us everything that we wanted. Including The Shining for television. I liked I it. Made by the director. Me too. I agree with that. Uh, what, what do you make, what do you think of Stephen King biting the bullet and saying, okay, we'll do a sequel to Kubrick's Shining. <laughs> when was the book written? Was that a recent thing or? Do- yeah, yeah, relatively so. Yeah, three okay. years. Yeah. Old. yeah it is I mean it would I don't know if it was necessary but it's funny you're saying you know it's interesting that you well, McGregor Kenny hated it. The Shining for the longest time mm. I mean that's why they made the version with what isn't Tim We're, Roth in there somewhere yeah. floating around you can't remember yeah, um, yeah. I only watched the first half of it and I just couldn't I still We're have it out. I keep meaning mm-hmm. to go back to it, but I got as far as the first half and I just I'm going to say something a little bit controversial here (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't trust Stephen King anymore to stand by or or um, um, celebrate uh, his remakes because over the years he has come out on social media and says the best film (laughs) ever the best film the scariest film ever and we all knew then what happened then with Pet Cemetery. (laughs) (laughs) and I remember tweeting and doing social media on the lead up to Pet Cemetery and thinking that this was going to be the greatest mm. film that was ever invented from the way Stephen King was talking it's where it was and it was yeah. for me as we shall see wow. <laughs> it yeah. was the kiss no. of death though to have a Stephen King blurb on the back of your book I, saying maybe. it was great maybe I don't trust him anymore <laughs> so, uh, so let's move on to the next uh, uh, Perfection yes So that was um, I love that movie it was an amazing scene Uh can you can, 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 can give us a bit <laughs> more? That's amazing. The end. Yeah. And what's um, what so, so the basically at this point, so um, I'm I'm sorry, I don't remember either of the actresses' names, but um, they're on a bus. She's convinced her friend to you know go away with her on an adventure. They're on a bus. Her friend's starting to get really sick. Um, should I? Yeah, I'll spoil it. So she's hallucinating. She thinks she's vomiting up maggots, which she vomits all over the windows. Everyone's like, oh, there's an epidemic of sickness, blah, 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 blah. And then to the point where she starts actually seeing things crawling underneath her skin, in which case she chops off her own hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is the whole reason. With what? Oh, actually, yeah, good. Something sharp. Oh, her, her the woman... Uh, you the woman, <laughs> yeah, she literally, she literally pulls out a machete, which you're at that moment you're like, ooh, why do you have that? Machete. Why do you have that? Well, it was a machete? It was the maggots, wasn't it? It was the maggots on the window for me. 
It was yeah. it was that. It was just the way the maggots hit the way. I have a thing for maggots anyway. I always, yeah. think, I always hear Rice Krispies when people say Michael. <laughs> <laughs> or just hear, what's his name? David say Michael. Reading maggots. Uh, no, it was a really, really good scene and a kind of an underrated movie. Mm, very year, much so. I believe so. And then next, next one, Florence Pugh. Should have won the should have won the best actress for her scream at the start of Midsummer. Oh yeah, like hands the best down. scream should be down here, shouldn't? It? Oh, <laughs> that's we missed a next beat on that year, one. Next year, next year, um, that's an incredible, like, really tense opening sequence to in Midsummer. Like, I don't know how else to describe it apart from her scream. It's yep. it's, it's visceral. It's, I mean, it just cuts to the bone. Really, yeah. yeah. yeah that scene and I think it sets her up as an incredible she's probably one of my favourite characters um, from a lot of horror last year because she really sets up this idea of the unlikable victim mm. and it's like you're not yeah. meant to be fully you're not meant to fully fall in love with her because there is elements of her being a little bit annoying mm. but you still have to get behind her yeah. and I just I love that to her yeah. it's yeah. great depth that's uh, always interesting to see in a horror book mm, very much so so should we go open Ooh, the I'm envelope? I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited. Drum roll. The award goes to Ah Midsummer. Oh the opening sequence. That was, Pugh's I mean, scream. I really I really have to say when I watched the start of that movie, uh do you know it's 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 rare like a movie just grabs you. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. really yeah. grabs you instantly. And um like yeah, it's sort of because like I watch so many horror. You know, when you watch so many horror, it's like you kind of get used to you used to watching them that it do- doesn't affect you so much. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really when you see something that kind of grabs you, and you're like, oh god, what am I watching? Yeah, you know, I love yeah. the way that film brought in for me as a folk horror. It didn't do much for me because I, it, ugh, you know they it, tried to dra- it unravels. Yeah, yeah they like tried halfway. they tried to yeah. drag up kind of folk horror as the new thing every five years. Yeah, what I loved about that it was very on point in terms of discussing coercive control within relationships and we saw the good guy actually wasn't the good guy yeah. Yeah. but on the surface he was the good guy and it's yeah. really on point in terms of the social commentary right now around co- coercive control yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting yeah. he got taken do much for tourism in Sweden <laughs> they go I'll go <laughs> <laughs> there are real rituals in that movie you know the I think, oh, the, Vi- I think the Vikings at a certain age the people used to jump off the mountain no way no, they, no the old people used to go off and shuffle off up a cliff and would ju- walk off because they were shuffle no good shuffle off they did it in. Di- do you remember dinosaurs? The the sitcom in the nineties. They used to yeah. shove off the people. They used to shove off the old people off the <gasps> cliff. Did, and they put. Gra- they were going to bring was grandma a, up. I remember series. that. Not was the mama. So good. Not the mama. It was so I love good. That. Bring that back. Remember that was Disney. Was it before was, they turned was, into monsters? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it Disney? Was it? So, uh, Connor, you know, there's a director's edition of that coming out. Of dinosaurs? No, Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. If you ask that. enough, these things happen nowadays. But yeah, Midsummer. I'm curious to see the... Yeah, I, yeah. It's a movie I want to revisit because I went to see it like it was the last screening like ever in Ireland. It was like shown at nine o'clock in Liffey Valley and I was the only person in the cinema and I was underwhelmed because I had so much build up to yeah. it. Like to, um, and, for, and for a cult movie... I was really expecting a lot more. It, visually, it was You'll stunning. You'll get more out on second watch. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, because I think for me, it's like it's the, uh, um, it becomes inevitable almost what's going to happen mm. in that kind of... Once you know the kind of movie it is, it's yeah. hard for it to do anything new. Yeah. I think mm. that was my problem with but it. But I guess it's also for me like the trailer insinuated that there was going to be maybe a lot more supernatural elements to the cult aspect and then we saw that creepy kid once mm. 
Mm. And then that was it. Yeah. Working yeah. With kids. But it's well, under the skin, you think. Yeah. Connor. But it got the bums in the seats, yeah, though. Yeah. And that's where it, it that's got the bums in the seats, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Should we move on? We Next will. category. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations, Midsummer. So, um, next is Script. Best, Best Script. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, the Best Script, we have Little Monsters by Aussie Zombies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have to read the I have to read like, Best Script by Abe Forsyth. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Abe Forsyth. Yeah. Right. yeah. Extraordinary by Micah Hearn and Lockman with additional writing credits by Damien Fox and Maeve Higgins. The Hole in the Ground, Stephen Shields and Lee Cronin. And In Fabric by Peter Strickland. Okay, nice. so... First of all, it's extraordinary. Extraordinary. Oh, it's yeah. a play Just on to let you know, just to let you know. Okay. Um, two words in there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah. actually, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just loved Extraordinary. It was... Um, we went to see it and together and I haven't belly laughed <laughs> at a film in a very long time and it was just it it was just the colloquialisms and the lilt and the cadence with Maeve Higgins it just made everything come to life and even the opening credits when the two sisters are talking to each other it just puts you absolutely I was I'm from a tiny little village in Ireland and this is the way we talk to each other and there's no airs no graces and it just was so on point so much to the, so that I'd be a little bit afraid of its transatlantic appeal that's the only thing it got a great review it got a great Guardian. review it did it brilliant yeah, it I'm did. delighted to hear um, that because it's I just totally so Irish as well. I totally yeah. it was hilarious it, yeah. took a, it took its while but it was all worth it. Yeah. Because, again, it's one of these movies where you have a few talks about it later on and you go, ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I also wasn't afraid to be really nasty. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we had a poor old exploding virgin in the first. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I went, wow, that's yeah. it. Or, or when she lays down the flowers and 30 seconds later you, you see, like, the, <laughs> the, the, the guy, the, guy picking, the rubbish guy picking them up and throwing them into the back uh, of the bin. It's I just al- brilliant. I also liked uh, Will Forte putting his gloves on very slowly before <laughs> yes. he went for a drive in the car. moment. <laughs> um, well, I actually read the script months prior to it going into production and it was the funniest thing I had read in, like, God knows how long, and it really stayed true to the script on screen. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely fantastic. It was Loved hilarious. Brilliant. Yeah. So, who's seen Little Monsters? I have. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Am I, I, who's seen it? Three of us. Yeah. I, I was wished it had been better. I thought that it did have its moments, not enough, and it was a messy little piece. Oh wow! No, I didn't see it. Um, no. the, the, the what was that lovely actress from Lupita? The, yeah, from from us. Uh, from us. Yeah, yeah, she's in it, and she's kind of underused. She's yeah. there, almost really? there as kind of look. We go. She's incredible. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a kind of a, it's it's old fashioned. Yeah. It's got old fashioned zombies. Yeah, it's a siege in a some kind of theme park in the middle of Australia, and it, it has an obnoxious kid celebrity. You know, one of these guys who did mm-hmm. something like Lazy Town or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Who you know you're supposed to hate because he's not exactly what his persona is. Yeah, and you can see where the life lessons are going to be, and you know all the children are going to get killed. Yeah, <laughs> over the course of the story. Oh, I gotta watch uh, that. <laughs> Ch- children get killed. Don't get killed. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> uh, sorry to disappoint you, Connor. So yeah, I, I thought it was weak. It amu- there's some great. Uh, the makeup effects are quite nice. They're quite mm. fun, old school, and it does have a nice few black moments in it but 
It was like a kind of it was you know uh, you got Night of the Living Dead and Day of the Dead. This was Afternoon of the Living Dead. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Matinee of the Dead. <laughs> it felt like that, even though it goes into a dawn, but um, it does. and it has a happy ending. It, they more or less ended it with singing the wheels and the bus go round and round. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the hole in the ground. Next up, yeah, go on, yes. So no. I mean, what boys. I loved about what I really liked about this now was uh, it was one of the first Irish horror films. I'd seen in a long time that wasn't apologising about being a horror film mm. and wasn't trying to be it wasn't afraid of being a genre it wasn't afraid film. of being a genre movie yeah, and yeah. just going this is what we're doing um, you know uh, uh, you know sometimes they tend into the not that I like my psychological thrillers as much as anything else but it was it's rare to see just a straight up you know we're going to do a horror because it was a dirty word a little bit yeah little not bit. in this room <laughs> <laughs> And so I really appreciated that, that they kind of really went for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, um, it's an honest film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah. It's, it's quite honest. And and I mean, it, it, it again, it taps into the, the, the language that is used in this. It creates this sense of dread, the kind of the half sentences and the the, the dancing around what has, mm-hmm. ha- has happened and the hints and the inferences. And I think mm-hmm. it's an exceptionally intelligent script yeah. because of that. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Cool. And the guys, obviously, we had Stephen on here before. I don't think we had Leon yet. But Not Leon, yes. Yeah. Soon, yeah. soon. Yeah, um, but they obviously drew um, horror is is a big passion of theirs, and they drew a lot from it. You can see that in in the finished feature. Yeah. 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 But uh, now it's incredible, an incredible script and go Irish horror. Yeah. Again. Um. Next. Um. Our in, last one. Yeah. In fabric. Mm. Yeah. I just watched this at the weekend. It's it's a really interesting film. I mean, it's very weird. It's, weird is good. Weird, it's it 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 draws on films, I suppose, like Suspiria and like it's like a woman goes into a department store, um, to buy a dress. It's one of those ones as well where I you just like this character instantly. Like she's probably in her you know late late forties, I'd say mid early fifties, and you know she's looking for a man online, and her her son is bringing home a guy, and you know you know she's kind of lonely, and 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 she goes and she buys this dress. Uh, but she kind of goes into the store that kind of run by witches and the dress become kind of comes alive and it's kind of floats after people. And, <laughs> but but it does this really weird thing in the script as well, where halfway through um, that character, you don't really know what happens to her. She kind of like fades died. away. Yeah, fades away. And it's just a whole new story starts because the dress and it's really interesting because the dress gets passed on to. Uh, a guy on a stag night right. and they buy all the lads buy this dress for him yeah. so the second story is about a guy who's worn the dress oh, and then the two stories kind of overlap like it's 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 one of those stories that's that um, I like anthology horror yeah, yeah. agree and it's it not even well. anthology because it's sort of the, it's the same it's the same world like you know because yeah. you do the other girl does come back into it it's more like a Pulp Fiction as, okay. Uh, you know, I heard I heard one non-linear. great remark about about it called it um, uh, Suspiria meets Are You Being Served? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does have that? I mean, it's it's a very English film as well. Yeah, yeah it seems yeah. quite gothic almost. Yeah, it's 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 really weird. It's nice to watch a really weird film, but I think because it has a very kind of the you get on board with the character, and she's so confused by the yeah. whole thing that it 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 allows you to get into that world and yeah. kind of. Uh, you feel okay about being so confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's just like, because like someone else puts the dress on. The 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 guy on the stag party, uh, his girlfriend puts the dress on, and she can't figure out why it fits her, and it also fitted him. And it, you know, it's got these just little weird things that it just mentions. It's like, you know, 
um, yeah, it's, it's and it fabulous on him as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I have a bridesmaid's dress that fits all. You know those ones that you pop up and you can twist a million oh, different yeah, ways. The right, magic right. dress. The magic yeah. dress. Bring it in next. Time. <laughs> yeah, <I will. laughs> so right. we announce the winner. Drum, drum roll. <laughs> okay, and the winner is extra. That's what I would have loved to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go on, guys. Excellent. Well done. Well deserved. Right. Um, oh, we're getting into some serious stuff here now. Best actor. Ooh. Ooh. Right. So best actor. We have Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. Bill Hader in Ish 2. We have Nicolas Cage in Colour Out of Space. And finally, Leo the Maine Coon Cat playing Church in uh, the Pet Cemetery remake. So we're starting off with Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. Who's seen The Lighthouse? I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is a great performance, like, I I, I think. Um, and especially because, like, the thing about that film is it's it's actually quite hard to hear the dialogue because mm. they, because it's, it's very authentic to the period. Yeah. yeah. It's like that whole, you know, sort of uh, uh, almost piratey kind yeah. of dialogue, you know? Yeah, it's, it yeah. was, when I was, when I was watching it, you kind of, um, my, my partner started kind of struggling with the same thing. He's like, I can't hear. And I said, you kind of have to let go of trying to hear every word and just let yourself flow like if it was a song. Yes. yeah. And yeah. once you started doing that, the actual um, language made much more sense. It was kind of like, I remember doing um, Canterbury Tales. Yeah. And it was Middle English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you it's again, it's a very lyrical yes. kind of yeah. almost yeah, language. Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. have to you you get what's happening, but you can't fixate on any one word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, and that's the way. Yeah. And I mean, listen, Willem Dafoe in that was again, as I'd watch him bring out the bin. I mean, in this he is this fatherly figure, but he, you don't fully trust him. Is he kind of acting almost like in a, an avuncular sense? Is he kind of looking after this guy? you just don't know what's happening is he a good guy is he a bad guy and it's just it's kind of got this waiting for Godot-esque feel to it where it's just the two of them in this house that gets um, gradually more and more and more decrepit and obviously then it's a manifestation of their minds getting more and more decrepit Um, and almost in that sense it kind of I think it hints to a Grangonyol play by the same Mm. name um, called The yes, Lighthouse where yes. a father and a son are um, on a lighthouse they're cut off from the rest of the world and the father finds out that the son has um, rabies and at a certain point he knows he's going to have to kill his son right. and I'd be very interested I tried to do a bit of research on this beforehand What was that? Uh, the, the Grand Gagnol play that would have been around the fin de siècle so about like the late um, the late 19th century so I'd be very interested to see whether they kind of got um you know, a couple of, you know, inferences from that because it's fascinating. Not for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not for everybody. It is quite a weird plot, you know. Um, And it does, it's quite, got some quite abstract imagery, but... um, uh, That poor seagull. I'm oh my God. The seagull, they they get their comeuppance. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. They get their revenge. Because I did read, I did read, um, I don't know, was a director or someone was saying because that it's almost like the Prometheus myth as well, because um, not to give away the ending, but like (laughs) it doesn't. Spoiler alert, it doesn't matter. But Prometheus, I think, did end up with his guts being eaten out by his his liver liver being eaten out by by birds. Yeah. Yeah. 
forever oh. and ever. Uh, but Defoe I, um, is up against Patterson. Does Patterson hold his weight against Willem Defoe? You know it? what? He does. He actually does. I know and he's, get a nomination. he's very much <laughs> coming into his four, I think. Um, you know, he started off as a lightweight and I think yeah. we're really actually seeing him. We underestimated him. We underestimate him. He's definitely kind of like, he's, cut, he, he's cutting his teeth now on an yeah. awful lot of strange, hardcore films. And I think he had a hard, a very um, tough hill to climb coming mm. out of all those Twilight films and, and Harry you know, Potter, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I think he's really proven his mettle now with this. Um, next one we have up is Bill Hader in It Too. Um, yeah, yes. yeah. I yeah. hated okay. that movie with a passion. They should have spelled it the way you said it. <laughs> I know, yeah, I pronounced it wrong. T O O. It Too. <laughs> but I think as as a horror movie, it was just it was not a horror movie, but as a, as a drama. It was a really good drama, I think. And I think Bill Hader was mm-hmm. just the best thing about it. I did. My only thing with him is because I did really like him in it. But then, you know, in the opening scene and he's doing yeah. his Jabba the Hutt impersonation or one of these Star Wars impersonations that I've seen him do on some of the talk shows. And it did feel a bit like, oh, that's Bill Hader. Yeah. Really? Like, as opposed to that's that the character. character. Yeah. It's like he's, he's just. But that was but that. That's a persona. So he was probably it's like Inception who he play persona. In the film? He played the, the, I don't know what the kid's name, the kid is with the guy, guy from Stranger uh, Richie. Things. Richie, he played thing. Richie. What, what was his career? And is he the, the comedian. Okay. He's, yeah. He is in, in show business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he is very funny. Like, yeah. He is really so funny. So he was playing it, right? Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a stock yeah. character that he was playing, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think there was that much depth to the character. I felt there was. Really? I, again, okay. I, in terms of it being a drama, I felt that, you know, there was a lot there in the performance. Um. I think it was it was it his scene that had the the giant uh, Paul Bunyan is it? Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was oh Jesus Christ! If we had a worse scene, <laughs> Paul but, Bunyan um, means an awful lot to Americans. <laughs> but Bill Hader's no. performance saved that incredibly <laughs> shite scene. Yeah, <laughs> like incredibly, sh- incredibly even worse shite. than the spider. Uh, well, what I love actually in it too, they, you know, Stephen King has a cameo in it, and there actually is reference to how bad oh, yeah. the, the ending, ending is. is. Yeah. They yeah. actually reference well, he it wrote in it, the didn't he? Yeah, in this most amazing meta sequence, he mm. actually. Oh, don't read that. The was he, that was he was, the, the, he was the antique, book, yeah, yeah, who yeah. sold him the bike, the bike and he's yeah. like, you know, the ending just. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. He references that. It's just this beautiful meta scene. I love it. I, love just, it. Uh, I just remembered Mick Garris's name, by the way. The man who did all the Stephen King adaptations in the eighties. Oh, Garris, that's <laughs> yes. Him. And does his it adaptation hold up against this new one? Oh, I like it. I, 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 like it. I, I nothing will like ever beat Tim Curry. Yeah, hundred percent yeah. agree nothing. with that. Okay. Like, I mean, the original it, like in two parts, is you know, I think the structure was nice in that as well. They yeah, I mean, that, this that, this I just it. I feel like this forgot. You know, when we get to later categories, I. Th- feel like this forgot the essence of what it was supposed to be. It was a horror film. It was supposed, yeah. That's what I mean, it was I supposed to be. I much preferred It 1. It, yeah. It, sorry. The first, the first, the first remake. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I would agree. One. Yeah. But and I kids, didn't, I wasn't like, even yeah. a big fan of the first It 1 <laughs> remake. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like in terms of comparing the two. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think, think as well, you know, you cannot be Tim Curry Agreed. for Pennywise. Yeah. Because, no. because yeah. Penny, because it, it, in the original, the, in the original, like Tim Curry, he's playing what could be the pedophile down the road or your dirty uncle or whatever. He's John Whereas, Wayne Gacy. Yeah, he is John Wayne Gacy mm. and he's the nice guy who will babysit your kids. Whereas in the remake, it's just a CGI horror yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? He's played not by a hot guy. I mean, played Tim by a very hot, hot guy. Well. <laughs> but like, but even those moments where 
um, you know, in the old one where it's the slow mo where he's just going ah oh, like yeah, that. You can't That's horrifying this. in you comparison to just a CGI clown licking a window. <laughs> um, and next up, then we have Nicolas Cage for the color out of space. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those films, you know, when you're watching a film and Nicolas Cage comes into it and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. like, I'm yeah. going to enjoy this <laughs> I'm gonna movie. Watch this. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to be entertained. Because um, like, what oh, what was the other film we did during the year? The Mandy. Mandy. Like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah Color Out of Space, uh, without going too much into the movie, like, again, it's about uh, a color that comes out of space. It's a Lovecraft adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. By uh, Richard Stanley. Second and adaptation of it as well. Oh, really? It was made in 1969 as Die Monster Die. Oh. With Nick Adams, another Nick. Right. And Boris Karloff. Okay. Oh, really? Nice. Wow. Because I think originally it was going to be set in, in the UK and he was looking at cast other actors. But then when it was, they reset it in America, he was like, there's only one guy that can do this. Nick Cage. Yeah. Because yeah. it is like, he does get slightly possessed by some kind of alien creature. And you know Nick Cage can can go there for sure. <laughs> I think he already if is. Can. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. He's holding it back for the. He owns all those drama. castles. To keep all his alien souls in. <laughs> he's bankrupt. No, he's not. Not anymore. But not anymore because he's, he's done every <laughs> film this year. Like every is, is Nicolas Cage in it? Yeah. Yeah. That's I have a whole Netflix. That's section. not a bad thing. Like no, no, I agree with thing. that. It's not a bad thing. I He's do in a few really dingers now this year <laughs> yeah. as well, though. I must yeah, say. but it's Nick Cage dinger, so it's a good. It doesn't dinger. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But actually, he does go to some uh, emotional places in this movie as well. Like it's not just uh, with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those those bad things happens to his family. You know, and he's gonna. And he goes there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does he lose the head? I haven't seen it yet. He does a bit. Yeah, yeah. Just, that's the They're only... like, what's wrong with daddy? That's the only... <laughs> you just want to see him blow his top. Yeah, that's all yeah. you want to do and just go full on. <laughs> and then lastly, this is my favourite. We've got Leo the Maine Coon. Uh, what are we thinking on Leo? I mean, I don't like ta- talking about the remake of Pet Sematary. Because I know. Is it that upsetting for you? Oh my God. The, the original movie is not just my favourite horror film, but one of my favourite mm. films of all time. It has shaped my life. what about the sequel? Life. The, with uh, Edward Furlong. Mm. Nah. No. Um, Same director. So posthumous, does that mean the cat died? Yeah. Was yeah. he not a computer graphic cat? No. There was actually, I say there was some computer graphic. No, I've done it. all my research on this. Really? <laughs> yes. Because I because again, and we'll probably talk about Pet Sematary a little bit later on, but it was just for me, bleh, Um, I just loved Leo in it. He just, I have a cat who was a Maine Coon and the same personality, just an absolute little prick. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> it was two cats Speaking actually. Speaking cat lover. That's it. It was uh, two cats actually and one of them died, but he actually went to the award ceremony with a little dicky bow on him and no everything. Way. Like Aww. it was just beyond cute Still can't but I just because I, I think the film was so bad that I just think he stood out as an amazing actor <laughs> so are we going to go with best actor then yeah, yeah. alright first envelope of the night okay you ready one two yay Leo won <laughs> no and we have Willem Dafoe outside here tonight. Really? And a grand It's a posthumous award as well. It is a posthumous award. Oh. I will happily take this yes. for Leo. And um, I think he definitely deserves this award. He Go was Leo. the best. He was the best. A shit. Yeah. Yeah. So Show. He, he deserves something, God help him. Oh, rest in peace, Leo. So Farnstein. Fantastic. Is and, um, I think Leo deserved that. He held that film together. He did. Oh, literally. Um, so we have Best Actress next. 
Russell of Envelope. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have, um, I'll read out the nominees first. The nominees are Florence Pugh Midsummer. Uh, Samar. Midsummer. Lupita Nyongo in Us. God, what all, all, I get all the great names. <laughs> get all the hard names. Scudelario in Crawl. Uh, Samara Weaving, Ready or Not. Oh, yes. Yeah. Now, I would say, uh, who wants who, who to win? I've not seen Crawl, but... I enjoyed Crawl. It was a nice bit yeah. of B-movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, it was made in Yugoslavia, not Florida. Really? Wow. <laughs> oh, the, whole, the entire film is all big green screen studio. I mean, it's mostly... In I think it kept basement. the Yugoslavian film business going. Is it not right. Bulgaria? Or... Bul- it might be Bulgaria, but... Yeah, there's a massive studio in Bulgaria. Yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it was. So, sorry, uh, thank okay. you. Um, and I enjoyed it. I, she was yeah. she was brilliant in it. It was all very on the money, you know. You see her swimming in the first yeah, five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, know, yeah. She better swim like fuck. Yeah, that seems like that's a thing in movies now where it's like, you know, you see it a lot. They, there's the flashback and you know they got to resolve it and you could almost predict the end by the opening scene. Mm. So it's like, you know she's going to have to swim. There were some surprises though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't expect yeah. the dad to get hoofed out of it as much <laughs> as he did. <laughs> I thought he'd get killed mm-hmm. or he'd survive. But my God, he lost a few bits along <laughs> yeah. the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was fun. I, have, I haven't seen... Um, us ready or not, or Midsummer. Well, this um, this category is like how I felt about the Oscars. It's it's really tough. Yeah, really, really tough because those three performances. So, sorry, Kaya, don't don't know you, but um, Florence Pugh, Lupita Nyong'o, and Tamara Weaving were absolutely phenomenal performances in not just film but in horror film. Yeah, know, it's, it's it, they were more than just a final but girl. There was a lot of good roles for uh, for uh, actors actresses yeah, in horror completely. films. Completely, there, there, there was really I mean, interesting roles. Yeah, we're in the golden age right now, and yeah. long may it continue for all horror. I Agreed. think it, you know, came about we you know. Obviously, we would always say that we never went out of of, of a golden age. Um, <laughs> but in terms of mainstream appreciation, definitely the roles are there for both men and women. Mm. And we're going through a fantastic time. Um, Florence Pugh in Midsommar. Oh, her scream. Just, you're, you're just that scream. I just, it was, it was, it, it was Oscar worthy. I just, her performance, just the absolute grief on her face and that opening sequence yeah. was just like and it's and it's sustained throughout the, the entire I mean she's just she's a woman on an, ed- on yeah. an edge yeah. throughout the whole thing and as a standalone text regardless of genre it's a fantastic ex- um, exploration of kind of um, the downfall of someone's um, um, kind of like mind mm. almost as well Agreed. and trying to yeah. come to grips with a very strange scenario around her yeah. and she plays it with great um part of the big screen I think it's a quite a subtle role she doesn't overact in it at no, all no. and it's a very subtle role she plays would you yeah. agree Connor? yeah 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 like um, the the only the only part of that film and I wasn't I'm just curious what people think about it is did you totally buy the ending you know her decision at the end that was the one point I was I mean that's nothing you to think do with she her could performance have been a little bit more villainous and, well it was more like you know would you make that choice over somebody much as a dick as he was with somebody you know she had nothing left her family were gone Mm. the person who was supposed to be her rock had like completely Mm. abandoned and betrayed her Mm. and at that point she had nothing 
Yeah. And I think that goes into something I was saying at the start, this issue of coercive control for me, that was the most terrifying thing in this, is that he actually is a prick. He's yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. He, he's, he should be in best villain. He should be in best villain because on the surface, he's a nice guy. And even within the relationship, he seems like a nice guy. She's a difficult victim. She's an unlikable victim. Agreed, and I think yeah. that's what's really interesting about the horror genre is it doesn't set up victims in black and white. The good guys can be bad and the bad guys yeah, can yeah. be good. And she's a crap victim. She's unlikable. Yeah. And she plays that beautifully. Mm -hmm. But is she unlikable just because when we're first introduced to her from a male perspective, they're like, oh, she's a head wreck. And it's already in our heads. I think she's I think she's annoying from the point of view is that we're all allowed a certain time to grieve. Mm. And then after that, we become a little bit boring and hysterical. And we allow people a certain I mean, if you go to someone two, three years after they've, you know, someone has died on them and they start crying, it's like, didn't that person die like two years ago? Yeah. Like, why is that person crying? And it's the kind of a, it's a cultural commentary on how much space we give people to grieve yes, and how yeah. much time. Yeah. And yeah. Fantastic. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And then Lupita in Us. Ah, oh, as a horror performance. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, are you doing Lupita there? Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> she also played two roles over here. She did. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, her yeah. role is red. And um, I, I think I initially had said this for, for best scene, that moment where she's sitting in the living room and the, she says her first words and her, it's just Michael Abel's score along with her moving. You can't see me do this, but I'm putting my fingers <laughs> on my face. But her like doing that thing. You remember that yeah. scene? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the oh. physicality of, oh. the, of, of, of the performance yeah. that she gives and is amazing. She got into trouble over uh, her discussion on how she prepared for that, didn't she? Um, yeah, what? there was, yeah. There was some remark about it. I, I can't remember what it was to do with it. Um, is it a Tourette's illness of some kind she mentioned? Yeah, I heard a couple of bits she and got pieces taken, around that. It seemed that. like she got a bit of a kick and she didn't deserve. Yeah, I heard oh. there was a couple of, yeah. Cancel like culture. What, like what yeah. I thought was so great about it is like, you know when you do something like that, like the voice, mm. it's so risky mm. that it, could totally not work yeah. and be it, like it could be Nick Cage it could yeah. be terrible <laughs> like it could be a joke yeah and to be able to do that and you get freaked out yeah like you know it was like again I don't know exactly how it how it uh, how she got there but uh, to, to see that in the film and go oh my god it works yeah, yeah. you know and yeah. to, to know that it worked because because if it didn't work you're, the whole film yeah. is yeah. sort of like, but as a, as a as a as a monstrous character she brings this app you know the other the bad side of her yeah. she yeah. brings this air of tragedy as well yeah that completely. she's not again she's not this fully monstrous creature she's made yeah. yes she quite literally exactly. to yeah. be monstrous yeah so this this there's this air of tragedy about her that is just a Oh, and and the good Lapita. Yeah, there's this air of as well of unlikability to her as well. That even though she's ticking all the boxes of being yeah. the good mom, blah 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 blah, there's this air as well of there's something quite off with all of them. Oh, mm-hmm. genius yes. role. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was great. And um, finally, we have the other favorite, um, Ready or Not, and Mara Weaving. Ah, mm. <laughs> also amazing. Rollicking, <laughs> rollicking, good Rump. fun. Um, like I haven't seen Samara Weaving in anything else. I don't. Yeah. Think. Um, an incredible breakthrough performance, like fabulous, and she wore Converse through the whole. So, thing, what are your so. guesses? What's going to be in this envelope? <laughs> I, it's um, like I said, it's really tough. Like Lupita, I think Lupita as it, we. This is the ooh scares, <laughs> yeah. and I think that as a horror performance, it that was absolutely incredible. Okay, Connor, any any thoughts? Uh, F- Florence or Lupita? Yeah, I think it's got to be one of those. The two. winner is Florence. Oh. Yeah. Well done. Come on, Florence. It's her scream. 
Yeah, <laughs> I knew her scream was going to get her somewhere. That's your ringtone, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. That in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Villains now. Ooh, ooh, that's uh, that's moi. Where's me page? So, um, Jack Rayner did not get a nomination. He was snubbed. <laughs> Big Oscar snub this year, or oh, scare, uh, for best villain. But so our best villains are ooh, Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse, the whole entire Le Dumas family for Ready or Not, the T One Thousand Zombie in Zombieland Two, and Lupita Nyong'o uh, in Us. Mm. Nothing for Leo. No. <laughs> <laughs> snubbed again. It's snubbed again. That's it. Um, haven't seen the lighthouse, so I know you guys have. If you want to talk, I know we talked well, about, we William, Defoe talked and, about William Defoe. Yeah. Um, yeah. but as a villain, like that the um the one scene I remember just thinking of villains is when he because uh, I think the director was talking about because they both have the same names, the two characters, mm-hmm. don't they? So there's this idea that it's a film kind of about identity or they're both the same person kind of ah, or could be viewed that way, you know. Duality, mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah, exactly. Experience and, and a, a present and a past simultaneously. But there was this uh scene where I guess you know like what gaslighting is, where he basically a scene happens and he tells uh, the other guy just that that something totally different happened and it was right. so it, it was just it was so chilling but at the same time he was being the guy's friend and just saying oh that didn't happen this happened and i was like oh my god that's scary mm. it's like it was really scary because he was so he wasn't like a villain yeah so it was yeah it was yeah, insidious it was, yes exactly yeah, yeah he was slowly working on the guy you know yeah that's just bit, it was kind of like you know almost like drip 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 yes, drip yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. have a drink have another drink yeah. have another drink and then it just descends into absolute chaos yeah, yeah. Um, the Damas family oh as just great <laughs> crack I know I would I would love to spend Christmas with them like going around the place killing everyone dressing up all fancy they seem like great Pret- crack pretending that everything's you know okay you know I, I wouldn't I'd marry into that family happily. was, it, was this a Christmas movie no, uh, no, 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 a wedding no. movie based a wedding on a movie. wedding. A wedding movie. They're yeah. the, they do for funerals. <laughs> <laughs> they're, the, they're just the old school horror villains, yeah. aren't they? they and they are, and they're all yeah. stock characters. We kind of have like the Morticia um, Adams esque kind of beautiful wife. Um, then it sounds like a murder, not mystery. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a yeah, little bit, and yeah. you know, it's kind of like they, they're and there's this silliness and innocence almost to them uh, when it comes it's to like the we devil. See villains behind closed doors. It's yeah, like you know, this is what the family is like. The big scary family are like when the cameras aren't on them. Like, <laughs> like kind of like show. a Big Brother show. <laughs> yeah. I'm keeping silent for ready or not. I've got a lot of problems with this movie. No, I want to okay. hear. I want to yeah. hear your problems. Ta- talk about your. It's I, I, beef. Well, I had my problems with Ready or Not, which I'll talk about later. Yeah, you better. <laughs> but no, they were they were a great villainous family mm. for all How many flaws. in the family again? Oh God, there's there's, there's the mom, the dad, there's the aunt, the, there's Andy the, McDowell. She, Andy I McDowell. love her. Andy McDowell, McDowell yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and she's mom. gorgeous. Yeah, she's stunning. Where's she been hiding all this time? In the Le Damas. I like that. Commercials for um, skin oh, yeah. products. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And it works. (laughs) She's looking hot. Um, But great villains. Great great end. Great end. My favourite end. To to a villainous family. Uh, The T-1000 zombie. Um, Is this a liquid changing zombie? Or why is it called No, it's basically just an indestructible, like, no, not indestructible, a harder to kill zombie. Ah. So it's, it, and it's based on your man's goofy way of naming things, which uh, is part of the yeah. stick 
and from Jesse Zombieland. Yeah. That's my problem with the Zombieland films at its core is the goofiness. And it's it's not goofy in a kind of a, a, a cute way it, it, or in a kind of an endearing way. It's just, it's it's almost taking the piss out of zombies. Yeah. And I don't Mug. like it's, that. It's a zombie movie for people who don't like zombies and who kind of ridicule and laugh at zombie movies. Yeah. And I'm actually quite passionate about this. I didn't realise I was. <laughs> but it just, I don't like the zombie film, mm. the Zombieland films. I, I like the first one I thought it was hilarious uh, the second one was just a cash in and I think I don't know if we were talking about it when we were recording but Bill Murray's uh, Bill Murray's segment the, in it is, is, is the best he's the only thing um, and I don't think the zombie being to... a little bit harder to kill is all that villainous uh, that's come in honest, like two thirds into the story what the zombie the, the understanding of these harder to kill zombies um no, they, no, not two thirds. It's they, like they, in they the not first really like twenty minutes. There's not one particular. I, I always think a villain should be one solid person. Agreed. Mm. Or yeah, it should yeah. be like a virus, or it should be yeah. something not mm-hmm. just so, you know a slightly harder. Like you can yeah. still kill them. Take your heads off and they're dead. It reminded but. me of uh, killing zombies in that House of the Dead shoot 'em up game where you get the same kind of zombie turns up in different crowds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to see you want to see the nurse and you want to see there's always yeah. like a nurse and a stripper. Yeah, and like a guy with a briefcase. You always want to see that. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy to see Lupita in again as Red in Us. Um, I know I just kind of gushed about her for Best Actress. Um, I think we have covered. Doing the thing again on my yeah. face. Um, exceptional horror performance. We're doing it. We're doing it. Okay, fingers I'm, crossed. I'm, I'm, imagine a drum roll. <laughs> or more Florence Pugh screams. Sorry, Lupita. It is the Le Damas family. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fix, fix, snubbed, snubbed. Um, Very you know, powerful they people. They were, they were yeah. great. <laughs> they were great. Next year, Lupita. Yeah, next year. I think you were the best. <laughs> so next, we move on to best score. Woo! Okay, so the nominations for best score are Michael Abels for us. Benjamin Walfish for It Part 2 and the Oscar winning Hildur Goodnadotter for The Joker. And they say there's no diversity <laughs> in film. <laughs> well, I'm going to I'm going to start off um so Michael Abel's Us and uh Hildur Mm. <laughs> Hildur G. Not Hildur G. Hildur Love it. G. Um were my two most listened to um soundtracks or like albums on Spotify of last year um, and Ben Walfish I think or Benjamin Walfish did an incredible job on both It Part 1 and Part 2 um, shit movies great score <laughs> um, I think Michael Abels he did um, Get Out as well I believe um, he I think maybe double check yeah that. Jordan kind of tends to bring people think, along with yeah, him yeah I think yeah. he did um, but the Us score was just stunning horrifying you know and horrifyingly it, stunning it, 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 it speaks to the old school horror right? films where you know if people always say if you're by yourself and you want to watch a horror film what do you do you turn the sound down you know because so much of a horror film is indebted to the music and sound, that's, that's yeah. sound that and the soundscape yeah. that surrounds the, the the cinematography and I think us definitely just absolutely is on point I came across a quote from Ken Russell today he was going on about music in in film and he said yeah if you turn the sound down on Psycho it's just Mm. 
Yeah, it's a kind of regular old like, banal knife-stabbing <laughs> yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it made that, you know. Or, Would you go or, get upset at Hitchcock because he was determined to make a film that didn't need Bernard Herrmann on it? Yeah. yeah, when he did Torn Curtain. Yeah, um, but very true. But those scores, my ask, are they real full orchestra scores? Or well, is there Joker any... is so. Yeah, Hilder... but the, the, uh, Joker had a lovely sense of mel- just melancholy in it. Yeah, um, I think yeah. It really, really did reflect that. Jagged headspace of mm. uh, the Phoenix yeah. performance. Did yeah, and yeah. it's just such a. It's just it again brings out the tragedy yeah. of of the scene as well for me. The dark and it, even it, yeah. I mean the best score I think in um, Joker is also really complemented by the choice of um, music and mm. songs that they use. Yeah. I mean using Gary Glitter. I know. on that step scene I was had genius. No idea. It was that, that genius. Was Gary Glitter. And, it was genius. And then when I heard the argument, so, uh, you know, obviously we've talked at Great Land yeah. about, about Joker. And when I heard the argument that people wanted to um, completely get rid of that scene, they wanted it to mm. come back out of the cinemas. They wanted to edit it so that scene wasn't in it, so yeah. that Gary Glitter wouldn't get the royalties. Yeah. I was like, what the flying fuck is going on? Yeah. Am I allowed to swear? I'm swearing anyway. <laughs> what the flying fuck is going on? Like, that scene is is the it, movie. It is the transformation Point. It's a stroke of genius to Perfect. use an absolute abhorrent monster, monster yes. to signify his descent into monstrosity. Yeah. Yes. It's Agreed. genius. Agreed. Absolutely Agreed. genius. But Do you think they were aware of Gallery Glitter in that fashion in America? Because apparently that music is used in ice hockey matches on a regular basis. Really? So I someone, when, when they all got uppity about the film, they said, you know, this is always Oh, okay. I did not know that. I don't think they have the same knowledge of Gary Glitter in the States. As yeah. Well, well probably. Well, the my argument would be that if you're going to start uh, trashing everybody based on, the, on their moral choices, yeah. we wouldn't be listening to anything and we wouldn't be reading it. The thing about <laughs> Gary Glitter, though, is that pretty much within Europe and, and the UK and, and, and Ireland, I suppose I can but only speak, a, he's been his... whitewashed. He's been whitewashed. You, you cannot see Gary Glitter anywhere. But it's not just his music. I don't think he is the only credit for that piece of music. I think there's other people involved in the making of that. Probably, piece of music. but I mean, it's the iconic. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. it's iconic with Gary Glitter. Um, uh, but wait, can I just say, yeah, yeah. Hilder, um, yeah. um, is the first female to ever win best uh, score mm-hmm. for in the Oscars. That's so, pretty cool. Which is amazing. And Incredible. an Irish woman at the helm as well at the Oscars this year, which was pretty cool. What? She was the first conductor. Woman from Galway. Oh, yeah. oh no way! Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, from Galway. Yeah. Film score. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. But um, I was going to say my favorite use of music was in Us. You know yeah. that, but it was like the song. The you know, I got five on, on it. it, and then there's and the, the creepy like, version. It's like. What's like a five on but it? But do you remember about? the dance sequence at the <laughs> yeah, end where, yeah, where they, they, they have it like ever so slightly haunting yes. and it's mm. oh, yeah, yeah. just yeah. incredible. I just love that use of modern music in Agreed. creepy scenarios. The really juxtaposition is gorgeous, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Really Absolutely gorgeous. Um, so let's look at the uh, winner here. Um, Going to open the envelope. And the winner is... Us. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Just in terms of a horror score, I mean, it's credible. Joker is also an incredible yeah, score, yeah. but in terms of a horror film, us. It's if not. You it's give not... awards to everybody, we would. Yeah, music, the it's... thing is, it's like, it's, it's also a film, like, I don't normally remember the music for films yeah. necessarily, but when I think of even the opening with the rabbits and the yeah. music, I know. it's like, yeah. like I've, it's stuck in my head. Yeah. It's literally, oh, it's yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Uh, right, so we're moving on to best horror documentary. 
So we uh, first up, we have two um, entries in this category. We've got Scream, Queen, My Nightmare on Elmer Street. And we have Horror Noir, A History of Black Horror. So what are we thinking for this category? I'm thinking that commas in the wrong place. <laughs> Scream Queen? <laughs> Scream Queen? Yeah. Um, I saw this Scream Queen. My I heard it was brilliant. A friend of mine saw brilliant. it. He said mm. it was the best thing in the horror film. It's really mm. good. It's really good. Like, um, it because it's... Uh, it's Nightmare on Street Three, or is it number it's, two? I think it's oh, three. Yeah. It's not number two. two is, yeah. Well, it was it was the big kind of the first sign of gay, gay iconography creeping into horror films. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, and he said it ruined his career. You know more about it. You talk about it. Well, basically, the the kind of crux of the documentary was about the actor in it, who who the director had had sort of uh, came out at the time and said no, there was nothing. Uh, no homoerotic undertones. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, in the film at all. And that the actor himself had brought that. And the actor, who was gay, but he was saying, I was just did what I was told, mm-hmm. you know? So the director was kind of trying to deny this and say, and, and that had come out and sort of, you know, uh, sort of blamed it on the actor, basically. So it was kind of his journey to confront the director. Oh, okay. wow. Like, yeah, like whatever, you know. Because everybody else years, noticed 25 it. 25 years later or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was something that had sort of been bothering him, you know. Uh, wow. His so whole did life. he? Sorry, did he direct it? It's his documentary. It's his. He's been followed in the documentary. Okay. So yeah, yeah. The documentary is about him. Okay. You know, and uh, you know, even they interview uh, Freddy Krueger, Peter England, mm-hmm. and he said he he was Dave, so clear Dave about Holland. the homoerotic, uh, you know, because there's even scenes like when you see the clips from the film, it's so. Yeah, obvious, I remember yeah. seeing it, like, and you know, it was the first. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting mm. that he denied it, yeah. but I think he was afraid that he was going to have no career, and I yeah. don't think he did anyway. Yeah, yeah. as yeah. a director, he didn't go yeah. on to do many great things, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah. But it really speaks to a time, doesn't it? Yeah, like it's just that now you kind of tend to forget that you know things are, you know, I suppose there's still issues there. Yeah. but it it speaks to a time when people were even petrified to infer mm. that there was anything going on. Yeah. Even and what's a little bit sad is that the horror genre has always been forerunners in kind of um, working through social issues mm. and the fact that he couldn't use that platform yes, when when yeah. so many other horror directors have done that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's exactly. a little bit sad. Yeah. And then the second then, Horror Noir, History of Black Horror. Haven't seen I, this. I know Mark, sounds good. Mark saw it. Um, he, I think he spoke uh, about he it. Like it. He spoke about it a couple of months ago. He absolutely adored it. Mm. He um thought it was an exceptional piece of. Where's black? Well, who? What do you have to say about black horror? I, I like horror films and like like black exploitation films, but black horror goes way back further. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think if I remember correctly, he went into things talking about like Candyman and Tony Todd and like you yeah. know, a black portrayal in in horror cinema. Um, I haven't. Unfortunately, I seen the with documentary. Zombie. Yeah, yeah, but he loved it. He raved about it. Cool. I mean, even you know, the the, the it, the our first um, encounters with zombies are actually it's going all the way back to the Haitian black zombies. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. I think that we tend to forget that that's where the integral, yeah. our, like our white zombie. You yeah. know, it's in it's it's ingrained within zombie subculture. Yes. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah. This um kind of correlation between black slavery. Yeah, and zombieism. So it's really interesting. Did I, did anyone see that film? Uh, I don't know if it's covered in this documentary at all, but I am not a witch. No, no, no. It's really good. Like, yeah, really good. It's about. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't even call it a horror film. It's more like um, 
I thought that was a documentary, was it? No, it's not a documentary. No, no, no. no. It's a film, but um, it's but it's it's like uh, these women in a village in Africa are basically um, uh, they're just uh, witches, but they're all mm. like tethered, kind of almost like the thing. They've got these like like a. You know, like a piece of thread, like on a big, yeah. massive spindle. Right. And they're all, but they're working in the fields, but they're all tied to these spindles. Okay. And it's done almost like, not like a documentary, but like you get the feeling they got the real people in the villages to. to oh, yeah. Cool. Is it an it's, African film? Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, Check that out. It's, no, it's really, really good. And like, is it, I'm kind of thinking of, you know, like the Greek mythology and the faiths like hmm. is it if you cut their string do they die well it's it's, or do, it's so done matter of factly that's what's so funny about it it's almost like it's like oh if the, if we if we if we cut them they'll fly away ah. but, it, but it's almost done like really realistically like um because the girl not i know we're not really talking about this but it, it, it's not a kind of societal gaslighting type movie that, that people believe in something so strongly that it becomes sort of true for them is that set in nigeria I'm, I can't remember. Because, exactly. I mean, it's a big issue still in Nigeria and places like Uganda where women get accused of witchcraft. Oh, yeah, children. that's the yeah. thing. It was, yeah. it was based it's, 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 on... It's a problem. Uh, moody it, moody murders, still, isn't it? It was still a problem yeah. in, in, in those parts of the world. Yeah, because it's about a little girl who basically... Um, she, she just gets... Uh, accused of being a witch one day and then next thing she's brought off and you know like the way you have a lineup like mm-hmm. in Usual Suspects yeah. and the, the 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 local police they use the witches you know and they're like which one is the is, is did the crime mm. and the little girl oh, is wow. just like uh, that guy Free and they're minority like, report they're like, bring him away <laughs> the witch has spoken it's that's it's worth checking out will we go and see so two categories for this and the winner is oh well deserved Screen Queen well done yes Excellent. All right. So moving along, we're on to disappointments now. Oh, <laughs> oh so much oh, to so talk about. The red, ha- the red mist <laughs> is about to come down. Okay, so our disappointments are going to... Ready or Not, Boop. Black Boop. Christmas, oh. which is a second remake. Is that, yeah. Mm. Child's Play, first remake. Pet Cemetery, mm. a first remake. First remake, yeah. So that's interesting. That there's three remakes in there. <laughs> I think that what yeah. nice. what's that say <laughs> about <laughs> remakes um, I've only seen Black Christmas or sorry sorry sorry. I've only seen Pet Cemetery, and yeah. I agree with everybody it was oh, pile of pants oh my god it's, I've it literally was... spent two podcasts now bitching about <laughs> the remakes I know you're warning you don't want to do it you'll anymore you'll probably get a third <laughs> you'll yeah. probably get a third just, just, um, the only um, interesting thing in it was the casting of John Lithgow agreed. to replace um, Judd uh, uh, Mr. Herman Munster Judd Nelson yes. no not no, no. Judd Nelson his, I've forgotten his name uh, Edwin is, Edwin yeah. Edwin yeah is it Edwin it is Edwin it is Herman Munster two nice performers two really interesting characters and not enough done with them yeah I know do you remember we went to see it together and do you remember that that scene where they're drinking like I think it's yeah it's, yeah Ellie has just died and they're drinking outside in front of the bonfire and he just like he just puts a little blanket over <laughs> Judd and it's just like what the like fuck like he didn't is even happening? have to go and no, have a drink with him just no like inject no like, sense but there is oh. only one Judd there is only one Judd you oh, know it, and it's like sometimes completely. sometimes dead is actually better <laughs> I know you know they really should have left this one I got angry watching this oh we were I like I actually was so because it's you know Mary La- Mary Lampwich yeah. it's yeah. just it's a, such a brilliant film um, yeah. I just adore everything about it you know thank God for Leo the main coon um, <laughs> and I just felt so angry watching this that yeah. they had almost kind of gone back in time to my childhood and just like eviscerated yeah. it yeah, yeah. I felt they had, that passionate they about had it no Pascal. 
No Pasco. There and was Zelda was like a shadow of her former self. Literally, Absolutely. she was barely in it. Yeah. Like the masks. Um, like I've said this a million times, like it's such a big part of my childhood so much that my dad and I still text each other in Judd's. Like, yeah. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, like it's, no it's, harm, no foul. <laughs> but the mask <laughs> thing, like, the mask thing then was just cashing in on the folk horror thing. Yeah. Yes. And it was, it was like yeah. it was shoehorned in. And gender flipping no, it as uh, well for the woo. sake of, I know. Ooh, it's so scary now. Well, anything changed, you were asking yourself why you've just done it because everybody is a familiar They literally with thought, so, yeah. so Pet Cemetery is actually like in in, in non horror like circles, Pet Cemetery, the original movie, is considered an absolute shite film. Like yeah. no people just do not like it. So they thought that they could do so much better and they just they ruined they just, it. They literally Why are they, all over like it. that car scene at the end. I know. Like oh, oh, just, yeah. oh, oh was that about? It's called room for sequel. <laughs> oh, oh God, you know no, what? kill yeah. it with fire. Literally. Kill it with fire. Did it make money? I think it did. It did. Yeah. And you know? people were giving it glowing yeah it was rave good reviews. reviews okay let's yeah, let's do it and well. us was being shot all over which i know i talked about that as well before let's do a really quick thought of experiment i know we don't have too much time to spend on it if oh. you had seen pet cemetery in isolation from the original where is it landing because i think we're all a bit spurned by our emotional attachment yeah to because the i was annoyed at every change yes because so, every change was worse. Yes. So as a standalone yeah. film, no. where is it falling? I don't think uh, it's uh, a predictable Ellie, movie, um, and yeah. that has no nothing to do. The, the, the one interesting idea in it, it doesn't do anything with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Hole in the Ground earlier. Hole in the Ground plays with some of the same motifs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh I don't think it had that extra to say. So as mm. a as a remake, it was a disaster, and a standalone, it was bleh. It was bleh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so do you know um, what it always reminded me of? It always reminded me of W.W. Jacobs Monkey's Paw getting ooh, to the next phase. Oh, yeah, whereas the monkey's, monkey's paw, paw never gets past the door. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. this got past the door. That's all he was doing with that. Um and the red mist is now fully down. We're now <laughs> driving oh. through it. Um, I'm so, so angry now. Child, fo- so fog, angry. fog lights are on. Child's uh, play. Child's play. Um, haven't actually seen oh. it. Robots. What's that all about? Robot dolls so, that can kill everybody. <laughs> so, who has seen Child's Play? You've seen Child's Play? No, I just know enough about it. From, okay, uh, so I, I... I love the original. I know I know it went full player. hipster, didn't it? So, Chucky's one of my most favourite, <laughs> favourite of all time villains. Um, he, he, the film was so bad he couldn't even make best villain actually um, <laughs> Chucky he's just such a little bastard yeah he is and Brad Dourif, I, like. I actually I just I love Chucky so much and Chucky is gone Chucky is removed there is no personality body, there body right it's, yeah and it's now I will give it one thing that it does a quite an interesting thing with sentience and with um, this kind of emerging debates that we see now in artificial intelligence. And I think more and more conversations are going to be had around, well, if you grant something sentience, do you then have to grant it rights? Mm. I mean, you know, if your toaster can think, therefore, Mm. and you know, is can your can your toaster turn around and say, I do not consent for you to put toast in me anymore, you know? And there's some really interesting things with that. But at the end, shoehorned in and it's just a mess of a film that could have said a lot as a standalone yeah. text, but it just, it it devolved. It's just like Westworld with little dollies. But it, it, do you know what? It wasn't that intelligent. Yeah. It really, it, it could have gone a really interesting route with the sentience thing, yeah. but it just, it devolved. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Do you not think it was also very close to to um, Joe Dante's uh, Small Soldiers? 
I love Maybe small she's already, That yeah. is actually a bit. That's a bit of a scary film, actually. It is actually yeah. Yeah. great. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love it. Tommy Lee but Jones. It's the same. Oh, it's yeah. the same gag. Only they weren't playing it as. Yeah, it's just well, it's just not on the, horror. The, the beauty of Chucky is that you're kind of rooting for him. Yeah, <laughs> and even though he's a little bastard, you're yeah. rooting for him all the time. And in this, you just don't actually care who dies or who. Yeah. It's quite yeah. interesting that Chucky's also inspired so many other films in terms mm. of haunted dolls and all yeah. that. And yet, when the yeah. people who go to remake are the fucking possessed doll shit, no one's yeah. doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody's throwing these yeah. things out. Well, yeah. What's her name? Annabelle, Annabelle, Annabelle and then we have Brahms. Yeah, yeah. I the wish boy. you would kill that with fire. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. I mean, oh, they got God. what four movies out of that now? Is it? Yeah, and like yeah. grossing like a billion euros. Black Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been told to on Helen Dallin's behalf shit all over it. Um, um, I think the director did a good job of that already. <laughs> um, absolute, like it forgot. Like I, I understand that it had an important message to say. It all men had, are bastards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so on the nose. Heard it though. <laughs> and it forgot that it was a horror film, which is my biggest issue with it. And like every time there was even a, an attempt at having a violent moment towards yeah. a woman in it, but yeah. it's, it's an entire, almost an entire female cast. They cut, so they would cut every time. So you saw no violence, you saw no horror. It had, it was, for me, it was an angry Twitter rant yeah. rather than a horror film. What rating was that? Oh, I don't know. 15A. Was it 15 Because I heard rumours yeah. that it was going to be put out as a PG, PG-13. Ah, interesting. That's usually when they oh, know it's yeah, not going to do well. That, that would yeah. be a 12A over here. Yeah, because yeah. I heard rumours about that. Now, the other flip side of that is that, you know, I kind of don't mind. It's kind of going back to this thing of like, you know, the poor divas aren't making any money. So we're going to try and give it the widest, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. Um, audience. But, but just again, what's interesting about the original film that we all loved? It's the idea of someone living in your <laughs> attic with yellow eyes. Oh, my God. Do I need to speak any more? Remember what happened at the end of that film? Oh, God. It's the first movie. Basic Instinct robbed it. That they didn't actually catch the killer. Yeah. 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 And then someone's been put under under sedation and there's something upstairs in the attic. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? You know that's yeah, but one it's of the great it's, things about that film. It's the tempo. And that's, of that's that Bob film. Clark, don't forget, mm. who also gave us um the great Vietnam who gave us a WW Jacob story in the form of his Vietnam story. Remember but the soldier Johnny comes home from Viet from Vietnam. Oh, yeah. 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 And mommy's wished him back. Yes. Yes. And, and he's he, just and he's, in his room. He's addicted. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the, that was a great the, film. Yeah. And he also gave us a great Sherlock Holmes film, Murder by Decree. Okay. What was that film? And it was, he was like he was like a he was like a, a, a heroin addict stroke vampire stroke zombie. Yeah. yeah. What was that? Oh, I, I can't remember now. But anyway, Black Christmas Black Christmas it just it just felt it was dead of night all round. It was another dead of night type town. It, it, it was flat type and boring. It it just failed at being a horror mm. film. Bottom line, I mean, again, had a great message to say. It was too on the nose. It failed at being a horror film. It failed at being a film, full stop. Yeah, it did. It really um, did. It was just... And a controversial entry uh, <laughs> that I don't think anybody agrees with, no. bar one of us, is Ready or Not. Well, I don't know if it's... It's hard for me to put my finger on it, right? But I, I, I watched it again yesterday just to refresh my memory of why I didn't like it. And it's it's I don't, it's not necessarily anything to do with the actors of the film. There's something makes me want to turn that film off. And I think it's to do with it thinks it's funnier than it is or something like that. Or it thinks it's cooler than it is. And also totally like... Totally understand that. And I think Your Next is a much better film. Yeah. And so, and it's almost like... I don't know, I wouldn't go so far as to say they're ripping it off, 
but they're certainly in that territory. And it's all just a bit like, oh, look at how cool, like, we're, we're so cool, we're so funny. Uh, and the music's all like a bit over the top. And Do you think it's too wacky then or something? It's just like, it's like I can feel... I, I, I can feel yeah it's, it's like, too happy with that's itself. what I felt about it's, it's really not happy film, with itself it's really happy with Couldn't itself I know what you mean for being yeah. so we're so aren't we so clever and so yeah. and I don't know I just got that it's just a feeling I had of yeah. it mm. and I can't put my finger on it because um, I do agree I, li- I really like the, the actress I think it's more the filmmaking it's more the yeah. it's more maybe it's like the editing and the music and the you know presumption of it being <sighs> It's just like... Do you think it's an arrogant film? Like, it's kind of like, you know... What was the other film? Knives Out. Yeah. Like, I really enjoyed Knives Out and it's that kind of, you know, family Don't do any spoilers in that because I haven't seen it Okay. (laughs) It's camp as knickers. But I really liked all the characters. I don't Mm. think I liked any of those characters. They were all kind of horrible. In Ready or Not. Yeah. Mm. You didn't even like... You didn't even like disliking them. Is what you mean. Yeah, just didn't... It was more just like... I don't know. I just didn't I, like. I just didn't like. It. I need you to come back with a ten-page dissertation on why <laughs> no. you don't like Ready but or like, Not. I watched but it with I, my family, and I don't think, like, maybe one of us liked it out of five, but the rest of us were all like, "Ugh!" I, I really, I really didn't like it. It was funny because we saw it in cinema yeah. with a full, and it was it had a great reaction. Yeah, great yeah, reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did it come out? Oh, we, I don't know. We saw preview screenings. I yeah. don't know. I think it's because it thinks it's cooler than it is. See, so, best disappointment. And the winner is... Oh, Ready or be. Pet Cemetery. Yes! <laughs> Go down and don't get re- resurrected. Don't get, don't bury it anywhere. Just, just Literally. To, just to prove it. I should take it out of the envelope better. for Connor. Yeah, dead it is doesn't better. say Ready or Not, Connor. Sorry. Dead yeah. is better. <laughs> That is better. God damn. I'm disappointed with our disappointments. Ugh. So, moving swiftly on. So, Um, our penultimate. If I know how to count, is it best director? Yes, Yes. the penultimate award. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's have a goosey gander at the nominees. So, Richard Stanley for Color Out of Space. Did I say that right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jordan Peele for Us. Mike Flanagan for Doctor Sleep. And Rob Grant for Harpoon. Mm. Harpoon? Let What's yeah. Harpoon? Begin. So has anyone else seen Harpoon? Nope. nope. You know, Harpoon is one of those films that I stumbled upon um, kind of in the late wee hours looking for something. You told me about that. And yeah. I loved it. I loved it. The premise of it is uh, we see kind of very stock characters in the, the jock and his dweeby best friend. And then a girl comes into the picture. The guy has to work very hard to convince the, um, his um, kind of butch um, best friend that he hasn't slept with the girlfriend because there's the, the, the butch uh, boyfriend um, has some anger issues. So they decide to go out on the butch, very wealthy um, family's yacht to kind of resolve their issues and just have a nice day out. And then the film just completely just goes into absolutely chaotic realms. It's not necessarily breaking any new ground in terms of what it's doing. You can imagine three people on a yacht and all of a sudden they're stranded on the yacht. It's not breaking any new ground there. But the way in which the characters are built up is just genius. And it could have been a very flat, forgettable, you know, teen slasher, titty, gory fest. But it's a really, really intelligent and underrated film. 
It's like a little uh, mini genre of the old yacht, stranded on the yacht theme. It, it, and and I just got yeah. dead cam there. Yeah. 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 Yes, yeah. and it's, it's very like that. It's just, I just think it's one of those films that come along every so often that is a lot more intelligent than people give it credit for. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I've written it on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch it. Yeah. So what does Grant bring to it as a director that makes him stand out? Um, I think in the hands of somebody, I'm not that familiar with this director, actually, but it's just that even I don't know why I watched it, because it wouldn't be something that necessarily I would have run to. But it was late at night. My brain was a bit frazzled and I just wanted to put something on and um, something that I hadn't seen. Every We all do it. We all take wild cards every so often. Just yeah. say, right, I'm going to give this a shot. Nine times out of ten, you turn it off after ten minutes. And it was just a shot in the dark um, for me. It was kind of um, a little bit like when I stumbled across Savage, that beautiful zombie um, road movie um, uh, rape revenge film. Again, it was similar to that in that it just on paper, you don't think it's going to do much, but it's just elevated by this really, really intelligent directorship. So, Excellent. Big, big fan of. And listen, Richard Stanley, Colour of Space. I, I like Richard Stanley. I think he's done two of my favorite films, Hardware and Dust Devil. Yes. And uh, it's amazing that he ha- and he hasn't done anything in so far. Yeah, long. and it's, it's great to see him like make a comeback because obviously he had that whole Island of Dr. Moreau thing where he was fired yeah, from. Yeah, which which again provided a great documentary apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he dressed yeah. up as one of the animals and went back undercover to to see how they were directing his film. Um, but yeah and he was over at the Horathon a couple of years ago um, so I met him briefly for that but uh, yeah it's great to see him make a comeback and I think this film has done well so they've com- like they're going to do another two I think oh, nice. um, okay. of the H.P. Lovecraft stuff but interestingly he's done some interesting music videos including one for a Johan Johansson song that you should check out okay. oh. I'll remember the name later and I'll tell you not telling you I, 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 but, I know but, I thought but, he was going there too but what does Stanley <laughs> what is the key thing that Stanley brings to a film as a director um, I th- it's interesting because I saw him talking about this and he obviously understands the like the mathematics and the science because like somebody asked them about like how they came up with the colour there's a particular colour in the film that's right that yeah. comes out of space and they were like how, like how did you come up with that and it wasn't like they went looking at reference things they actually worked you know the way sometimes they can feel an, feed an algorithm into a computer mm-hmm. and it'll tell you what a black hole looks like or something yeah. mm-hmm. they kind of worked out the math and the science and fed it and in what and, they drive you this, mad. and they got this really strange colour back and they were like well that's got to be the colour but even the fact that he would go to those lengths or understand the science, like it seemed like when he was talking about it, uh, like I didn't even understand what he was talking about, you know? Well, so. especially with Lovecraft, because Lovecraft's work is all about the unspeakable. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you've got to, you never go the extra mile with the character who has faced the madness. Yes. You just know what the effect is. Yeah, yeah. And that's the key thing to getting some of Lovecraft's work to work. work to adapt it's hard yeah visualising things rather than putting a sense of dread into someone that we can imagine ourselves when we put ourselves there yeah it, it captures that thing like with Lovecraft usually they say it's almost like the aliens aren't they're not attacking the humans it's almost like when you walk across your garden and you might stand on a worm or something yeah. it's just like they're just passing through and you happen to be a casualty <laughs> of just their everyday life you know Um but I thought this film was it was I thought the performances were really good it 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 had like it was not intentionally but it reminded me of uh, stuff like Close Encounters of Third Kind and um, you know there, it, but it wasn't like a direct homage it's not like doing a Stranger Things but it just had that feel and it, oh. it kind of reminded me 
it just got me excited again about, oh, like, it's like... When you make a film, you can just write all the cool things you want to see in a movie. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. It's like, you know, it's just all in a house pretty much. And the aliens come down and weird stuff happens. And it's like, oh, it's all the cool things. Like, you know, like. Is it, is it, because I haven't seen it yet. Is it a, is it a film? I'm not the biggest fan of Lovecraft. Um, is it a film that horror fans can enjoy or do you have to be into weird science? Do you have to be into Lovecraft? Not at all. I don't think with this because it's a very straight narrative. And it's uh, like I said, it's kind of the family. You really like all those characters and then you're kind of brought through the story with that. So it's not a weird story. It's more like it's like um, critters with colors. Yeah. (laughs) And it does have like uh, I say the other thing is the thing. Like if you the thing in Close Encounters, it's almost like, you know, light comes down, weird stuff starts happening. Nicolas Cage goes a little crazy. And uh, but the it's also the look of it I suppose that's one of the things he probably brings to it the 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 colour scheme and the way that because um, new flowers start growing and so the way just the scenery changes and mm-hmm. kind of takes over but also the gore it's back to you know like the thing um, yeah. you know the, models and prosthetics mm-hmm. and it it's almost old school yeah and there's an amazing like talk about like you know the original Pet cemetery. like remember the the, the girl with the that was original Zelda, prosthetics. Yeah, Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. prosthetics. Like there's a scene in this where, I mean, I can tell you, but it's it's a bit of a spoiler, but the mother and her son kind of get merged together. <gasps> ah, and, like society. And the son's yeah. kind of st- growing into her back and they're kind of... Mer- and it's and it's all it's, done to prosthetics. Yeah, it's not CGI. It's, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that I'm alone. Sold. That yeah. alone. The camera effect. Yeah. That yeah. alone. Like where it's at. There yeah. is a slight return to that, isn't there? That we see people coming through now with more prosthetics so. and stop more, motion. Yeah. And They've learned yeah. that you can use all of the ingredients together. You don't have to just go CGI. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I really want to see more you know? of that because it's just, for horror fans... And it does have a different effect, as you say. It does. It has a much more visual effect, I think. Oh. So, so what else we got Flanagan Mike Flanagan mm, yeah. Doctor Sleep and what, what, sorry, what's Flanagan done before remind me he's done Oculus and he's done um, Gerald's Haunting of Hill House Gerald's Game which yeah, Hill House is the one that's kind of really set the TV his reputation yeah. Yeah. yeah Absentia is that the name of it that was oh, his first yeah, film that was right. good yeah yeah, yeah. Gerald's um, Game Brilliant. Oh, I love yes. Cheryl's game. Exceptional. I love Cheryl's game. That yeah. would have won best scene. Went, oh a, my God, went a little bit arseways at the end, <laughs> but I, I, I just thought, I mean, the best sequence of that was just when her in the bed. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what the whole film the is. The whole film yeah. is. They, they, they should have ended out, you know, before at uh, the end. Um, but uh, Doctor Sleep, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it, it, he... Well, it's know. because it's, an, it, it's, we said it's a weird schizoid adaptation of a book and a movie mm-hmm. yeah. sequel at the same time, so it's aping Kubrick at least part of the way. Yeah, yeah. Gets to the Overlook Hotel, well, like so like a fanboy's return to yeah. a favorite movie. Game. It is nice. It's to a love see. letter. Yeah. It's a love yeah. letter, okay. definitely. You know, the actress that played Shelley Duvall was in- incredible and and less annoying. Shelley Duvall's like annoying. And less annoying. Less annoying. Uh, poor Shelley. I nice love Shelley Duvall. <laughs> she literally admire for that. Beaten film. about, I know. like um, you know. Um, but it's and and I I did like the way that there that the characters um they weren't the exact same physically but they kind of had these lovely kind of um mm. subtleties of, of similarities yeah, yeah. that was really nicely done. What did you think about Henry Thomas playing Jack Nicholson? You know, is he, is he for me. E. E. Yeah, Hill House guy. He he plays. He's in a lot of Mick Flanagan's, Mike Flanagan's films. Can he do the 
He tr- he does his best. Does does he look good? As <laughs> he patronizes. <laughs> he does his best. <laughs> but, well, what do you think of the indulgence of these two and three hour Stephen King adaptations? Oh so? my god, it is so long. Like, is it? It could have ended so about long. ten times. It's wow, two and a half okay. hours long. Yeah, there's a couple of endings in it actually. Yeah, I mean, there is there, a couple of endings. There was in like it. a resurgence of Lent. Do you remember for yeah, a while yeah. there, people were like the attention span was like oh like anything over one twenty was like. That's it. Like it Sales, was two hours you know. in, and I knew they still had to go to the yeah, you know, and, and all yeah. kind of all this stuff kind of came out of his uh, I'm off drugs phase, didn't they? I mean, there is alcoholism and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Coke yeah. There's, are, there's a really really dark scene in that um, that I think that's very much. It, it's not that it's skimmed over, but it happens very quickly. And it, for me, it's it's probably one of the darkest scenes in that he, um, you know, when he wakes up after sleeping with the girl he picks oh, up in the bar yeah, yeah, yeah. and he finds out that she's got a little kid yes. and then there's this really quick scene I don't really want to give it away because it's one of the best scenes but there's this really quick scene later on in the film where he starts kind of he sees the ghosts of oh, his past yeah, yeah. and you just see it for like it's only about a minute long scene and it's that for me is the most harrowing part. Do you know it? It was symptomatic of that feeling when Baby Dawn dies in Train Spotting. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Do you know that yes. kind of yeah, real like yeah. the death of a kid, and it's just yeah. oh, yeah. and it was it's genius mm-hmm. for me. That yeah, bit. It was yeah, really good. I yeah. thought the actress was really good as well because she was doing an Irish accent. Yeah, and I what? thought it was really. It wasn't like you know someone usually tries to do an Irish. Oh, accent. Irish. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, God, is she Irish? But it, you know, apparently it's one of the hardest accents to do. Yeah. Even Gabriel Byrne got in trouble years ago for doing Irish accents in Miller's Crossing. I can't even yeah. do an Irish accent. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan struggles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can't do one. Today. Have you not seen Taffin? Here we are, yo. I do love him, though. I do love Bell Pierce. Right. And what else we've got there? We've Jordan Peele. Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele I mean, self-explanatory. Ah, yeah. It's kind of like mic drop, isn't it? I really? Know. There. Like, he's been is, my guest now. Is, is the, 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 I think the problem though with us um, is he's always going to be chasing the dragon of Get Out, or yes. does or 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 does it surpass and just solidify him now as a horror director, or is this playing catch up to Get Out? I think it was unfairly compared to Get Out. I think as a horror, like I, I'm not saying by any stretch of is the Get Out his Opus Magnus. It feels like the more interesting of the two, the second one, to me. I think I preferred us, but I'd have to see Get Out again. I only saw it the once. As like a horror, as a movies. horror film, like like a straight up horror, not with like as much deep thought to say, us is probably more entertaining. Mm-hmm. Get Out. It's so loaded. Is 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 an incredible film. It's a perfect. Yeah. It's, it's perfect because perfect. it ticks all the boxes yeah. of social commentary. Yeah, but also great fun. Yeah, you yeah. know, and yeah. also and viscerally as well. It yeah. kind of like ugh, it's an. It is under your skin. It's, it's, like it's a. It's it's. I won't hear anyone talk down Get Out because it's Agreed. it's almost like a perfect horror film. It, is. it ticks oh. all the boxes. Hmm. Get Out is, for me, didn't work as well. Or you mean us? Or sorry, us didn't work as well. Um. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the first time we've disagreed. Dis- disagree. Well, let's see what the disagree. Um, I just, I just, I, I, I think Us was not a perfect film. I agree that Get Out is exceptional and it is very close. I don't think anything's perfect. I think it is very close to being perfect. But I think again, as a horror film, I had chills from the minute that again, Michael Abels, from the minute that music started till the <laughs> the fingers on the on the face and um, till My- the end. The ending, yes, was a cop out and it 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 kind of lost itself, but still as a horror film, it had me from beginning to end. Okay. 
Right. Um, Endings are so hard though, aren't they? They really are. Yeah. Ask Stephen King. And the winner is. And the winner. <gasps> oh, exciting. The winner is. Um, and the winner is. Everybody, where do I open it? Ooh. Sarah. Jordan Peele. Oh, very good. Well, Go well on, deserved. Jordan. My Go God, on, well deserved. Jordan. I mean, to be honest with you, all excellent films. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, Jordan. Okay. So. And that's also for Lapita, by the way. That is. is it the big one now? The big one. Oh. The big one. Dun, yeah. Dun. Okay. I'm really excited about so this category. Okay. Oh my god, this this is tough. Jesus. <laughs> okay, so best film, The Lighthouse. Director, Robert Eggers. Ready or not. Director, Matt Bettelini. Tyler Gillette. Us, director, Jordan Peele. Joker, director, Todd Phillips. Right. Okay. So oh my God. Do you know what? What? Ready or not got on the disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know when I'm just looking at those films and I'm kind of going, really? Are they the best horror films of the year? Yeah, I'm going to say, what's missing from the list? Because, you know, like, definitely not Ready or Not. <laughs> In your opinion. That can't be the best film of the year. Um, the Lighthouse was, you know, it was good, very abstract, but I wouldn't necessarily, you know. Call it horror? It's sort of on borderline horror, you know. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's much more kind yeah. of weird, David Lynch weird, like, yeah. you know. Um, it's got to be between us and the Joker, I would mm-hmm. say. And then the Joker is kind of like, is it a horror? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Well, yeah, okay, let's get into that debate. Yeah, Doctor Horror. <laughs> well, listen, I feel quite strongly about this, and. First and foremost, it doesn't I would, make you right. It does not make me right. In but fact, I agree the, with everything fact, she the says. The more wrong I am, the stronger I get. Right? I won't only argue small arguments. <laughs> That's it. Um, oh yeah, now, and again, c- completely based upon my own opinion. But I think when it comes to the Joker, first and foremost, is I'm always intrigued by the closer a film gets to the Oscars, or a closer a film gets in terms of mainstream popularity, the less horror it becomes in terms of its marketing. And we saw that most explicitly with Get Out. Yeah. Right. Which was the first horror film, wasn't it? The first yes. horror film nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. Right. Um, and we saw that. Ever. No. Well, um, no. With, I don't well, think The Exorcist was nominated. And um, Silence, of, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. Silence of but, the Lambs was the last one. And again, that turned into a psychological yeah. thriller. That's, yeah, yeah, the closer yeah. it got. Yeah. And with Joker, I would be interested to see if it didn't have such a mainstream appeal, would we be more comfortable with the moniker of horror? Because when it comes to a lot of quote unquote horror films, it's really just the marketing behind it Mm. that kind of pushes it through and pushes it into genres. I mean, as filmmakers, a lot of people working in the horror genre are just making films and they need this kind of, you know, um, brand to push it to certain audiences and when they don't know what to do with a film then it's where it gets interesting yeah. Yeah. but horror puts a b- lot of bums on seats horror does, does put yeah. a lot of bums on seats but it also puts a lot of films in, cat- in staunch categories the beauty I think one you know the, for me it's a, it's it's the joke, Joker is a horror film on a couple of levels on a very kind of you know pragmatic level viscerally it's steeped in blood I mean his smile at the end is made by the blood coming out of his teeth so kind of even the optics of it is kind of lurid and and very visceral and and then another aspect of it is just this immense scene of dread that is just drenched throughout the scene it's very yeah it's similar to kind of like you know 
the debate perhaps around Hanukkah's funny games. Mm. I mean, is that a horror film? You know, yeah, yeah. Um, very similar kind of um, this. I'd say Hanukkah would say it's not. He says it's an anti horror film. But weirdly, it would be considered a horror film. It's uh, yeah. well, the canon. At some point, you know, he, he's doing this kind of lecture on 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 terrible things in cinema, and mm. the only people going to go and see it are the people who watch these films. And yeah, the films. yeah. yeah. And Could I mean, you say just just for because yeah. um, the film they compare the joke to a lot is Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver. Yeah. Could you say the Taxi Driver is a horror film? Um, perhaps you could ar- make the argument for it also as well um, again it's all, it's also very much compared to Henry Portrait as yes. well yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that's a simpler category to put in I think because of the optics yes. of yeah. it yeah. Yeah. Um, Taxi Driver perhaps a little bit more of a difficult one to put in mm. but as well for me first and foremost why Joker is a horror film categorically is is because going all the way back to the gothic Horror has always had this absolute amazing ability to be able to reveal the man and the monster and expose the monster in the man. And that's what horror is. When horror is done well, that's when that's its pinnacle. In Joker, the monster is undoubtedly society and society's um, reaction to somebody who is screaming in pain for help, screaming in pain for help. I mean, that scene, it's kind of like that scene is like, if they had just given his medication that mm-hmm. day when 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 they turned mm-hmm. down the help, would we then have gone on to have the Joker? Yeah. yeah. Would if he'd have gone and, on medication? And that is what people are afraid to look at in that movie. It's literally looking at themselves, yeah. turning a blind eye yeah. to mental health. And even pe- people people are afraid to admit that. Like, yeah, yeah. and it's, I totally agree with you. Yeah. It is it the monster in it is society, yeah. and society, society has yeah. created. Joker. A monster, and yeah, it's yeah. generational. He, it, it, it didn't help his mother. Yeah. yeah so yeah. his mother then yeah. went on to ruin. But I think horror always blossoms and blooms in times of um, kind of uh, national chaos. And we saw that, you know, probably this the last golden age we ever had was like you know German the seventies. Yeah, yeah, and German expression. Yeah. But even the seventies, yeah, yeah. you know, during that psychic break America experienced yeah. when all the soldiers came back from Vietnam. We got, you know, Last House on the Left. Yeah. Is yeah. that a horror yeah. film? That's amongst the canon now. Yeah. But that on paper isn't a horror film. Yes, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think retrospectively, if we give it a bit of time and we let the dust settle a bit, I think we'll remember it as a horror film. Yeah, interesting, yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah, because because yeah, I remember seeing a thing once about, because some people would argue about Science of Lambs, but again, it's visually like you know he's not in a cell he's yeah. in a kind of a dungeon like yeah. you know the visuals off it are all horror film visuals mm. you know um, but uh, um, no the Joker's a horror film he's born of blood yes. I mean you can't yeah. get more horror <laughs> than that he draws a smile on his face yes. in blood I mean come <laughs> on one of the successful mm. things about that film was about the Joker. media baying for blood and talking up what was going to happen when mm-hmm. the film was shown not happening in anticipation of yeah, it yeah almost encouraging it yes I mean because we all know what that horrible stuff that happened with the, with the Dark Knight yeah. all those yeah. years ago yeah. Yeah. and I was so happy to hear that the Americans managed to go and see a film and just go and see a film Oh yeah, yeah. no, you they know? had that. They had the uh, that the, was a weird yeah, the issue army, there. the army. Yeah, there was yeah. an army, yeah, and they had the, the media race. effects yeah. critics ready yeah. and waiting to, to line up. Before anybody had, apart from the select few that had seen it at Venice, nobody had seen the movie, and the movie was already feared by the yeah, time it came. It so. was. But it was so mad. It's like they missed the point of it that it, it oh, was totally. sort of like justifying violence or something. Yeah, which but, but, wasn't but, the point of it. It quite. It's quite the opposite. Exactly. And what's interesting is nothing has been said of that 
the commentary to begin with, how wrong it was and mm. how insightful well, it was. I just yeah. sent you that article yeah. Yeah. the other day say, about insightful. people who <laughs> yeah. are starting to, in the wake of, you know, before the Oscars, like starting to, you know, like why did the media react in such a way? Like it, it, Because it, it's just media sensationalism. The entire thing around media effects is media yeah. sensationalism. And just, cancel culture. And cancel lives. culture. That's it. It is. It is. Well, I'm all right in the face now. What no, other? no, we haven't. No, we have a few more. We haven't, we have we haven't talked. More. We haven't talked. We have to talk about. Us, we talked about. Ready or not, we talked about. We didn't talk about why they're the best movies, though. No. Okay, I'll talk about us because um, um, as a horror film, like I just said, uh, when we were talking about best director, as a horror film, it it got under my skin. It really got under my skin. Um, and again, Great. I've, I've said everything I need to say. I, I, the, 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 the reason I loved it. I loved the, it. The reason I'd put us in there is because, again, it's really rare. I'm watching a horror film, and it's like I don't know where I stand with it. Like yeah. I don't know where oh. I am. I don't know what. So it's got a very next. destabilizing yeah. effect on you as an audience member. Yeah, because yeah, it wasn't That's following good. a pattern. Yeah. Like and normally yeah, yeah. you can spot the pattern, and it's like, yeah. oh, they're the five people. There's the yeah. and it's comfortable. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's comfortable. Whereas I was watching that going, oh no, and it's like now I'm in something there, I don't know. I have no was, reference points. There was like a girl yeah. who was sat beside us, mm. and she was literally like in her seat, mm. going, oh. Oh, mm. and she was on her, she was by herself watching it. Mm. So yeah, I mean an audience reaction, someone like reacting that like yeah, you know. yeah. it's kind of, I'm kind of in a mind to think of like, you know, the first time people saw Psycho was like you yeah. you know, they were going with a normal narrative and it yeah. was the birth of new horror yeah. because you were happy going along. Okay, Grant did it and the next thing the main character is killed and yeah. you're like, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's from the sixties. <laughs> Um, and it's, you're yeah, in the hands of a madman. <laughs> yeah, you're in the hands yeah, of a yeah. madman. Really, yeah. you don't it's know so where it's going to go. It's so rare and so hard to yeah, do these yeah. Yeah, because um, everyone's an expert. Because it's weird. Because like, everyone I, like, is, like, yeah, everyone's an expert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's 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 really nice when you're in that because it's like. I'm suddenly like I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, make it stop. <laughs> yeah. um, it was. It was uh, as a horror film. It was. It was. Yeah. I thought it was. So it did was Ready or Not fulfill that kind of unpredictability? Oh, it and was just a romp. Kind of it was a romp, <laughs> and it was great. And I think Ready or Not is in there. I think quite rightly so because it was so much fun. Yeah. And I think it did have something to say, and I think it did have a. Not, I think it was very on point in terms of where we are right now with the discussions around the one percent when it comes to them making decisions and you know especially even if you want to bring it all the way back to something like um you know like there's so much discussion right now on climate change etc and unfortunately the people who are going to get out of this alive are the goddamn ones yeah. who are actually causing the climate change yeah. so it was really nice to see the 1% get their comeuppance because yeah. they don't really ever tend to in reality so it was, that was for me alone was nice <laughs> yeah and then and the lighthouse we've talked about yeah that. the lighthouse um like I mean, I I didn't like it as much as the witch. Like I re I really yeah. liked the witch, and the yeah. the witch did have a, a clearer narrative. Or the um, vivitch, as I like to call vivitch. it. <laughs> the vivitch. <laughs> but what I will say about the lighthouse again, it's doing something like completely different. You know, in terms of the visuals. I mean, it's shot in black and white. It's shot in this really strange format. It's not even it's not four even the or three. Cavity. Yeah, it's it's, not, it's, it's smaller um, even. Yeah. It's you know interesting. Uh, it's quite unsettling. Even the yeah. even just look. If you were to take a still, yeah, you're kind of. It's not nice to look at. Yeah, it's yeah. Very disconcerting. As if a lighthouse wasn't small enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they used like um, I was watching about like the you know they shot on black and white film and uh, it it was um 
what else was I going to say about it? Oh, yeah, it's like there's something about black and white. You can create images that you just can't create in color. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's that slight detachment from reality. Yeah. And there's a scene in it where you see this kind of mermaid floating in the mm-hmm. in the sea. And it's just like um, it reminded me of that when you watch those black and white films, you do. Get, it almost feels more like real, weirdly. Yeah. You can believe it more. Yeah, because um, yeah. just the unreality of it, or, or, or sort of like a razor head, kind of had that. Yeah, I was just gonna that. say that would be the marker for me in terms of what I've seen of Lighthouse. That razor head that kind of uh, left the center kind of reality. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't really know if what you're watching is the real and what's the dream. And and there's a scene with a seagull that's <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, for a seagull. Oh my god! But it's disorientating. Yes, and I think that's yeah. and you know and you and it's. It's you're they're wet all the time, and that yeah. was, for me was like you know when you you know when you get caught in a in a downpour and you spend the rest of the day in those clothes, yeah. and it's yeah. this itchy kind of cold wet feeling yeah. that you know, or you're at a festival and you get downpoured on that feeling where it's just you're uncomfortable from the yeah. start to the finish, yeah. and that's what I got from the lighthouse. Yeah. A bad concert. <laughs> a bad concert. That's it. Yeah. It seems like they're all kind of characters are already dead when we meet them. There's a certain sense of that about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. It's it's a really kind of almost. A ethereal film mm. you don't know as you said you don't yeah. know what's real and what's true yeah yeah I'm really excited I know <laughs> it's like oh I, my god I, I feel <laughs> I feel if it's a certain movie he might I go through the bloody roof like I know it. yeah <laughs> well with Lighthouse as well one of the most interesting wanks ever <laughs> the winner is yay, yay! okay that's a good one we can that's a good choice well I go with many people out there would say Pet Cemetery. they were like snubbed snubbed (laughs) Pet Cemetery should have been in this but I think if you were to go with a you know a balls to the wall clear cut no controversy horror I think Us is probably the most deserving winner there Jordan couldn't be here tonight (laughs) (laughs) we'll send it to him in the post (laughs) so Nicolas Cage is here (laughs) because he'll go to Annie (laughs) um well, okay, so I just also wanted to give a shout out to Mark Skerridan, who could not be here. Him and Kat had a beautiful Hello, baby. <laughs> had a beautiful baby, Holly, uh, last year. Yes. I think it was time has gone by so fast. Um, but just a big shout out to him. Um, we love you and miss you. And your movie, well, you know your movie, but Cronewood, his movie, Cronewood, is out on Amazon. To stream. Uh, it's available to stream and on Blu-ray. And, and a link will be in Film Ireland. Excellent. And then a shout out to Helen Dallin, who is couldn't be here either. And a massive thanks to Frank and Farron. Did I get it right? <laughs> you just call me Farronberry. Farronberry. <laughs> yeah, I think you're the Farenstein. most... Farronstein. Most transgressive yes. creature. Thank you, Farronstein. <laughs> Thank you so much My for pleasure. I had a great time. Thank you for having me. It was uh, great. It was great a, fun. Pleasure to be here. And I hate the Oscars, but I love the Oscars. Yeah, I think it was a great retrospective on on 2019. Yeah, a great year for horror. I've got a list now from yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Let's hope to 2020 lives up into this golden age we're going through. Exactly. I think so. I I have high hopes for 2020. Yeah, horror hopes. So with that, we'll wrap it up. Another year for. See you next year at the Oscars. What's wrong with daddy? What's wrong with daddy? What's wrong with daddy? He's more machine now than man. <laughs>